This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Hey there, this is Michelle. Just a quick note to say that if you are hearing this, you are not currently on our subscriber feed and will only be hearing the first part of this episode. In order to access full episodes of the Big Wedding Planning Podcast, you'll need to subscribe either by clicking the link in the description of wherever you are listening now or go to our website, thebigweddingplanningpodcast.com. Once you become a subscriber, you'll be given a private RSS feed to add to your favorite podcast player app. You will have access to our entire catalog of full-length, ad-free episodes, plus awesome subscriber-only content to help you plan your wedding. So if you like what we're doing here, please consider becoming a paid subscriber. You're going to love it. I promise. Hey, we are so excited to tell you about an awesome wedding planning resource we have created just for you. The Big Wedding Planning Masterclass is a digital course where we teach you how to plan your wedding our way. Step by step with videos, downloadable templates, spreadsheets, and pro tips, this course is basically like having us there with you to plan your entire wedding from start to finish. No detail left behind. Whether your wedding budget is $3,000 or $100,000, whether your wedding is coming up in three months or 18 months, we worked hard to create this course so it works for you. So check it out, beautiful human. Go to www.thebigweddingplanningmasterclass.com Dot com for information, or you can always just go to our podcast website and click on Masterclass. Again, that's www.thebigweddingplanningmasterclass.com. The Big Wedding Planning Podcast. Just two wedding planners tearing it up. Listen, learn, land that way. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Big Wedding Planning Podcast, a show for anyone involved in planning a wedding. We want you to learn something valuable and be entertained at the same time. My name is Michelle Martinez. And I'm Christy Matthews. Hello. Thank you for joining us. We're happy to be here. Yep. Nowhere else I'd rather be than right here talking to you in that little screen right here with this big old microphone in front of me. Yes, you're talking to me, and we've actually been talking for two hours already. But for we're God's happy to sakes. be we're happy to be <laughs> here in the earbuds or playing uh, in your car or wherever you are listening to the podcast. We're happy that you're, you're doing a good listening. job on the running, buddy. You're doing a good job running. You're good doing a good job washing dishes. You're doing a good job on your walk. You're driving very safely on your commute. 
Mm-hmm. Um, maybe you're making love right now, but you got the earbud <laughs> in one ear. So just, you know, keep, just go with it. Just go with it. <laughs> making that love. Or making bread or wedding cakes right now. Maybe you're a wedding cake baker. We know a lot of yeah. you listen to us too. So shout out. Love ya. Anyway. Oh, okay. I, you know, this is this is a lot of you on a Sunday, so we need to finish this intro because I'm tired. Okay, this is the first <laughs> Wednesday in June. We're already in June when you're listening to this. That is Holy crazy. crap. It is it's summer. Mid- We're halfway through this freaking year. What? It is summer 2021, and when we were recording a year ago, like, Everything was at a, a halt. Like everybody was like, are weddings even going to be a thing? And the answer is yes, weddings are going to be a thing. They are a thing. And they're coming back this summer and next summer like like a typhoon just like rushing over us. But how long did it feel like 2020 lasted? Like this is crazy that we're already half into 21 because last year at this time we were all freaking out. Like we were all just like numb. Like we didn't understand what was left, right, up or down. We didn't know, as my mother would say, whether to shit or eat a banana, basically. I've never heard that saying and I love it. now you have. Okay. (laughs) Okay, so put that in your back pocket, everyone. So Um, here we are halfway through the year. We're in June. It is summer, summer, summer A lot of people are, a lot of people, including us, are like looking forward to traveling a little bit more. There was a lot of vacations canceled last summer. I had a big trip to Hawaii that got canceled and we're not redoing it this summer, but we have other fun stuff planned. And there's that always comes out around now is like a summer reading list or like beach reading, oh, you know, those I like lists of like light, lovely, delightful books that you can like pick up at an airport and then just read on your vacation. And Which, I know by the I way, this that. book you could pick up at the airport because I saw Georgia posted on her Instagram a couple of days ago that she was pleasantly surprised to find her book at the airport. At the airport. Uh, I love that. I didn't yeah, see that. Yeah. It's super cute. She was all excited. I'm a big reader, but more when I travel. I definitely read more when I'm traveling because I like to read on an airplane. It's just like that's my default. So I didn't read a ton of novels last summer because I was not going anywhere. And I don't know what I was doing, just wallowing. We were working on the master class. You were scheduling calls. I don't know. What were we doing? I wasn't reading. We were together. not together a lot last yeah. year. This summer, uh, I and- haven't read very much in the last forty-five years. So yes, which is a you know a difference I between yes, and you can listen to this on audiobook, and we talk yes. about that in the yes. episode and that came out recently too. So I'm excited about today's episode because it is about a book, a fictional, definitely like summer kind of vibe read, mm-hmm. and it's all about wedding planning. Um, The author and our guest today is Georgia Clark. She's going to introduce herself, and she's wonderful, and it was a great conversation. On her website, her little bio I thought was, like, perfectly succinct. So it says, hello, I'm Georgia Clark. I write smart, sweet, sexy stories that I hope will make you swoon. I'm Australian and live in Brooklyn with my hot wife. 
And I also founded and host the popular storytelling series, Generation Women, which sounds very cool too. So George is joining us. We're talking about her new novel, It Had to Be You, is the name of it. It's very much like a love actually kind of story. And we talk all about her writing process because as wedding planners, we were curious to know how she kind of got into the wedding planning industry because the entire book is set within the wedding industry in New York City. Like all the characters are vendors and friends and people getting married or planning weddings. So we talk about her process, but as with many interviews we do, we also like opened up another conversational track when um, in our onboarding call, Georgia mentioned that she married her wife here in the United States. And during the wedding planning process, which was also when she was writing the book, a lot of feelings came up about that. Like being somebody who isn't from here, who knew that the guest list for the wedding would not be equally like half her friends and family and half her partners. And that she in some ways felt a little left out, but then that was kind of surprising and they didn't have a wedding planner. So there was a lot for us to talk about with Georgia, including her book, of course, but also her own wedding and wedding planning experience. So that's what today's episode is all about. And I encourage you, if you are interested, um, listen all the way to the end because we are going to book club this book, It Had to Be You, in a Zoom meeting um, with Georgia and myself and listeners who've read the book. And at the end of this episode, we have information about that book club and a little giveaway for some of you listeners that want the book for free. That information is at the end of the episode. So you can listen all the way to the end. But it's good. I hope you join us. It'll be so fun. It's it's our it's TBWPP's first book club, you know, led by Christy Matthews. Yeah, I'm I'm I've never done that before, but knowing that the author will be there, I'm sure there will be plenty to talk about. So it's going to be great. I loved this book, and everyone I've talked to that's read it really liked it. So it's a great summer read, and we hope you like the episode. Yeah, and we love Georgia too. She's super sweet. You're going to hear how awesome she is. Thank you, Georgia. And uh, let's let's go. Let's let's get into let's it. Let's do it. Hi, I'm Georgia Clark, author of the modern new romantic comedy. It had to be you. Yay! Thank you. Well, we're so excited to have you. This has been a long time in the works. Mm-hmm. I read the book and then I sent it to my friend Lauren, who lives in Chicago. And I was like, you have to read this fast and send it back because I'm going to have to have it while I <laughs> and she interview did. her. She didn't. But then like right after I had that call with her, because I was giving her like 10 days to read it, it. You know, she's got a job and a baby and I don't know if she hasn't gotten to it. But then right after I texted her that like the next day, the new one came in the mail. So I guess your team. Yeah. Because I guess the first one I got was like. An advanced copy. You got a special copy. Oh, that's a fancy one. You got to get that back from Lauren. I I don't see. I guess you said there were like some little tweaks that might have been made afterwards. It's actually there's I think there's a lot of changes that happened. But (gasps) every every reader is like, oh, I didn't even notice a single typo. And I'm like, oh, my God, it's full of typos. It's full of little mistakes. It's full of things. But I approach it with a completely nitpicky eye like fine tooth comb 
I pride myself on finding little typos sometimes in like actual books that I'm really reading and like, what, how did that get pat? You know, something mm-hmm. like simple, but I didn't, I didn't note any, well, that's, um, but that's then good. I did get this new copy and just jumped to the same page that I had on my notes. And I was like, Oh, that looks the same. So in my, yeah. in my mind, they're the same. And if Lauren, my friend is getting any, you know, um, Georgia, will it be an audio book? Yes. Yeah. It's going to be an audio. It already is an audio book oh. uh, with a full cast, um, nine narrators and uh, a, like an ensemble um, ensemble cast, which is going to be so fun. But the audio book, the ebook and the paperback original are all out now. Okay. Cause I'm more of an audio book kind of girl. And yes. Christy I reads. love audio books. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, the setup and I, like, I wasn't the only one to make this comparison, but it's very, uh, reminiscent of the movie Love Actually. You've seen Mm, that, right, Michelle? Yes, yes. my favorite holiday movie. We watch it every year along with like Home Alone and the usual suspects. Christmas Vacation. Do you watch Christmas Vacation? Yes, that one. And A Christmas Story um, and Schindler's List. Just oh, kidding. Little. We don't watch so much. Oh, <laughs> oh no. We're living a depressing end to Christmas Day. Gather round, everyone. <laughs> Gather round by the fire. We'll have some popcorn. And cry. No, we, uh, but it's part of our like rotation. And what I love about it is, of course, all the individual stories in one city. And then how, you, you know, you find out how they all interact. So it's light and delightful and like funny and touching. And I think anybody that watches it has like their favorite oh, that's my favorite scene, or she's my favorite character. That's my favorite couple. And that is very much what this book is I, in my reading of it. Yeah, I was inspired to use the Love Actually structure. It's not a, a retelling by any means of the story. It's something to do with the characters, but the idea of five interweaving love stories is such a good idea. And I wanted to update that for a modern audience to have more inclusivity and diversity in the cast that sort of would reflect 2021. So tell us about this, your, your story. And I would love to hear how New York city also was like, cause it seems like another character to me. So how yeah. it played in. Yeah. So the plot of the book is um, the five stories revolve around a pair of mismatched Brooklyn wedding planners, which is why we're talking today. And the uh, setup is for 20 years, Liv and Elliot Goldenhorn have run the beloved wedding planning business in love in New York from their beautiful Brooklyn brownstone right up until the moment that Elliot unexpectedly dies in the bed of his younger girlfriend, Savannah Shipley, who doesn't know he was married. And in (gasps) a twist no one sees coming, Elliot leaves his half of the successful wedding planning business to Savannah, (gasps) who comes from Kentucky where she lives and arrives on Liv's doorstep with a copy of the will and a strong desire to help rebuild this now failing business that had sort of fallen apart in the aftermath of Elliot's death. And Liv and Savannah couldn't be any different. Liv is a cynical um, 49-year-old Jewish New Yorker and Savannah is a bright-eyed, bushy-tailed 23-year-old Christian from Kentucky. They are worlds apart, culturally worlds apart. And the story takes place over the course of about a year as they slowly begin to sort of rebuild this business together. 
And the they both have a love story and the other three love stories are of the vendors that work the weddings, the florists and the caterers and the music, uh, musicians and the servers. Um, so it's very much about a behind-the-scenes look at weddings and the story kind of careens through all of these various New York weddings and there's weddings in the Catskills and the Hamptons and New York City and it's I've lived in Brooklyn since 2009 I'm Australian that's my accent really and I I love the city (laughs) spoiler alert we were just gonna ask you about Ireland and now we do the the whole thing is about your favorite Irish celebrities I love the city. I, I fell in love with it as soon as I came here on a 10-day trip um, and then promptly moved back here. And it's the city is reflected in not just the places the characters go and and you know, this sort of there's a few, you know, name-checked bookshops and restaurants and things like that, but the way in which the cast is really reflective of the wide array of people who live in New York across race and sexuality class age you know it's the city is a melting pot and it was a natural way to be able to pull together all of these different kinds of people and have them uh, looking for love looking for commitment trying to figure it out as we all are in this city that has such great rom-com history you know we um you know Nora Ephron films and and so many great books and, and movies and, and tv shows that are set in New York and I think it's because the city is, in some ways, it's antithetical to romance because it's so, you know, it's a tough place. And so when you find it, it does seem magical and a slightly unbelievable and that it has, and the city can surprise you. Like it's the sort of thing where you'll see, a, you know, something absolutely beautiful and something absolutely terrible all in one day. Yeah. And that's kind of similar to the roller coaster of, of love, I think. And I, there was no question that it was going to be set set in New York and set in my New York um, and the sort of ways in which I've seen the city and the people I've met and what I've witnessed here. And I, I think it's a, a beautiful ode to New York set rom-coms. It is. So All great. the movies and shows that we love that have been in New York, that, I mean, from such a spectrum, but they do all have a feel. I loved that it was set there and it makes me want to visit again and every scene that was at a wedding behind the scenes or wedding meetings or Mm -hmm. seem to feel familiar to us too, which is Mm. to us, probably me and Jason and any other planners I know that have read it. Um, So I, because weddings are such a big part of the book, I wanted to know how you figured out, I mean, most people just attend weddings. So you Mm -hmm. have to do some research outside of just being like, I was a guest and this is what I learned. So I wanted you to tell us about that process and how people helped you beyond just like telling you what it's all about, what our jobs are about. Cause I thought it was a pretty realistic idea of what planners do. Mm-hmm. I also thought it was really refreshing. And I was happy to read early on that the planner, the main planner live mm-hmm. whose husband dies mm-hmm. um, is not written in a way that plays into that. Like, it's the most important, most perfect day of anyone's life. And we're honored to be a part of it. Cause I've, that's always made me uncomfortable. And I don't know any planners that talk like that really, right. That really feel that way because it is a business and we know it can get kind of 
crazy. So I was, I thought it was so great that like right from the onset, you understood that Liv has a, a take that felt familiar to me as a planner. Yeah, she's more of a realist and she's been doing it for 20 years. So it's, I think that the starry eyedness of it has faded somewhat for her. Uh, but really that more, that more starry eyed version is more Savannah's take. And I, it was fun to have both of those characters because they could kind of balance each other out and what they could learn from each other was Liv, you know, Savannah eventually helps Liv sort of soften up a little bit and Liv, and Liv helps Savannah wise up a little bit as to the realities of not just wedding planning but life and she's a, a, quite a naive character. Where did you, uh, who did you do research with? Like how did you develop Liv's character? Who did you talk to in real life? So I, over the course of writing this book, um, I, I, I take research very seriously and I really enjoy making characters, situations, professions, experiences, like whatever it is, completely authentic to, um, to people's lives. And so I was always going to do a lot of research, but for this book in particular, I was able to research my own life because I was also planning and having my wedding over the whole time that I was writing the book from ideation to, to sort of final execution. Okay, if you'd like to continue listening to this episode, you'll need to subscribe either by clicking the link in the description of wherever you're listening now or go to our website, thebigweddingplanningpodcast.com. Once you become a subscriber, you'll be given a private RSS feed to add to your favorite podcast player app. You will have access to our entire catalog of full-length ad-free episodes plus awesome subscriber-only content to help you plan your wedding. So if you enjoy what we're doing here, please consider becoming a subscriber. You're going to love it. I promise.